The Food Bank of Western Massachusetts provides healthy food to families and individuals facing hunger in our region. And right now, with food insecurity the highest it's been in recent years, the Food Bank is distributing more emergency food than ever. Learn more about the Food Bank or get support for yourself and your family. Go to foodbankwma.org or call 413-247-9738. The Food Bank of Western Mass, committed to making sure our neighbors have enough to eat and leading the community to end hunger. Welcome to Farm to Fork, a program dedicated to exploring how food and drink are produced, delivered, and served throughout the Pioneer Valley. In every episode, we speak, speak with some of the brightest lights in the Valley's culinary world, from gleaners, gatherers, hunters, fishermen, farmers, and packagers, to brewers and restaurateurs, and everyone in between. My name is Jessica, co-host uh, Sue Timberlake, and show producer Mike, uh, sorry, Mark Bove joined me in the studio. Today we'll be talking with Jonathan Evans, owner of Herbarium in Chicopee, Massachusetts. So thanks for joining us, Jonathan. Absolutely. Glad to be back. And what led up to your opening an herb store? Well, basically, um, I didn't. It was my wife, mm -hmm. uh, Kathy Duffy. Had, she was a nurse, a critical care nurse for many, many years, and had gone down to New York to see her sister, had um, run into this funky little herb store down there, and said, geez, this would be a great place to put in Northampton. And uh, shortly thereafter, that's exactly, she left nursing, went into it, started the herbarium down at the uh, Thorns Market back in 1978. And uh, I was a radio talk show host at the time. Mm -hmm. My folks saw an article about this funky little store and they said, geez, she might make an interesting guest. So I invited her in, and uh, she was an immediate hit, absolutely an immediate hit. Mm -hmm. And she had, as I say, going back, she had been trained as a, as a critical care nurse. Mm -hmm. But at the time, she was also under court order, if you will, to be administering Laetrile to a family friend, which at the time was patently illegal, mm -hmm. but they had the permission. Mm -hmm. And she saw that this woman was making unbelievably good improvements and, and such, which had her questioning what was going on, what didn't she know about the medical field, and so forth. Mm -hmm. And uh, long story short, she threw herself into the herbal studies mm -hmm. and uh, went off, started the store. I brought her into the radio station. She was an immediate hit. It was the easiest three hours of my month. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was it. She, I, I kept bringing her back, bringing her back as, as a guest, and things progressed, and we started, well, we got married. Mm -hmm. But uh, that was it. She, she started that, and I mean, she absolutely threw herself in. She took every course she could. Mm -hmm. uh, she was studying with a, a herbal school in Canada. She would, take, she would go to any program she could find, and it just kind of grew. So I was going with her to her classes where she was teaching other people. Mm -hmm. And at the time, 
we're talking 1978. She was the bridge between allopathic and naturopathic medicine. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the customers who would come in had been through the regular medical situation. And they said, you're, you're our last hope, mm -hmm. which is a heck of a thing. To do. And she had no other support, right. but she was able to do it. And we were able to find the products and the companies and such that really made this happen. And it just kind of grew from there. And then at one point, moved her out of Northampton, brought her down to Chicopee, because uh, that's where the most of my audience was coming from, was northern Connecticut, Springfield, Chicopee, Holyoke. And uh, we, we've been in Chicopee now since 1981. And that was it. And it, it's just gone from there. And again, with a, with a talk show, uh, instead of putting an ad out saying, yes, we have these herbs, we can do this, we can do that, mm -hmm. they had a chance to talk to her and to get this uh, a personal connection mm -hmm. and that's really what it became it was the, the whole idea of the personal connection the service the knowledge that she had and and transferred to us obviously through our classes and studies with her mm -hmm. and that's it here we are so you mentioned was, what did you call the was it an herb lamotrigil or lamotril or what was she giving to the the one Laetril. family oh latril. latril so that's an herb it's a, uh, boy, we're going back a long time. Mm -hmm. Laetro is an extract from, I think it was the peach pit, mm -hmm. which people were using, but it also had cyanide in it. Right. And, and people still do, will buy peach pits and, and think they're treating cancer with it, which is a very dangerous thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, you had to really get a purified product which we were able to do and she was able to administer and so forth so mm -hmm. um now people end up usually <laughs> going to mexico oh, to get, get it because mm -hmm. there they do have clinics uh, legitimate clinics yeah. but uh that's a whole other that's story mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. but it was effective yeah so she went yeah so she went into herbal she went into the herbs completely yeah, and school. was able to balance as i said she was a step between regular medicine and herbal Western medicine, medicine. Mm -hmm. knowing if, if you if you're on digitalis you can't use hawthorne you know mm -hmm. she, she knew what the herbs could do she knew what the medicines could do the things that would interact and what wouldn't mm -hmm. um at a time when nobody else knew right. we, we had a situation where the head of oncology at bay state medical mm -hmm. one of his patients wanted to use herbal supplements to help with her bone marrow transplant mm -hmm. and Dr. Higby who was the head of he was the uh, chief there mm -hmm. came to the store and looked at our walls and said I have absolutely no idea what this stuff does mm -hmm. and he sat with my wife for probably three hours mm -hmm. she gave him tons of information and she was allowed to bring we, we contacted some of our companies to get the cleanest products we could mm -hmm. And he said, look, this is not scientific, but we know what will happen when we give our medicines and what the benchmarks are. If we can hit those benchmarks or beforehand mm -hmm. or exceed them, we have an idea that the herbs are working. Mm -hmm. And they did. Mm -hmm. They did right down. He then invited her down to the hospital. She did a whole program for the doctors that were down there, mm -hmm. which was amazing, absolutely mm -hmm. amazing for that time still is that's right yeah yeah still have a long way to go uh, we're working on it 
Uh, so Kathy, your wife, uh, she has a few titles after her name. So Quite after, so even after that, she went back to school. Yeah. If, if I'm correct, um, can you share? Well, she's an LPN. Her other expertise. Yeah, she's an LPN, mm-hmm. which in in the hierarchy doesn't mean anything, and yet she teaches doctors and professors and everybody else. Mm-hmm. She teaches to programs and organizations she can't even be a member of. Because she doesn't have the letters Just, behind her name, yeah, right. but she's got the knowledge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she was an LPN, but she became a medical herbalist mm-hmm. um, and a clinical aromatherapist. That started back in 1998, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, she became one of the first group of that for uh, R.J. Buckle, which is out of London, England, mm-hmm. which was teaching clinical applications of essential oils in medical facilities Mm -hmm. not the stuff you get from the multi-level marketing not the stuff you buy at the store this had to meet certain criteria of purity and so forth so she's been teaching that since about 1998 she is the senior she's the senior instructor for rg buckle at this point Mm -hmm. and has been Mm -hmm. that's great uh, so is she is Kathy currently working on any new titles or is she not that I'm aware of um, <laughs> she's getting to the point where she wants to retire mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and even with that she's not going to stop um, if, if anything she may not be presenting the program in its full structure anymore but there's a lot of hospitals and, and medical facilities that are still asking for to teach different aspects of the program mm-hmm. and the thought is to get back to teaching everyday aromatherapy for for the lay people instead of somebody who has to have a medical background. Mm-hmm. So that's that's all in the future. We're gonna we're we're kind of timing that out. Yeah, I think as I get older, I'm thinking more and more about all the knowledge knowledge that's lost when older um, adults retire. And so I'm just when you mention she's thinking about retirement I'm thinking is there anyone to replace her I mean I know she's taught a lot of people but it but will anyone be doing her job that's a darn good question uh as far as the aromatherapy yes she's she's Mm -hmm. trained hundreds and hundreds of people throughout the United States Europe Japan Mm -hmm. um she was in charge of the uh facility here at um Cooley Dick Mm -hmm. in the psych ward uh, I don't know what the condition of that program is at this present, but she has taught people all over for that. Mm-hmm. And as far as the herbs, uh, she ran classes for many, many years on this. I took over after she kind of went off to clinical aerotherapy. Um, I was doing the programs, uh, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So we're still trying to teach people. We've got tons of information at the store for whatever condition you want to talk about arthritis, blood pressure, cholesterol, mm-hmm. menopause, whatever. Yeah. We've got the info. I've collected. I'm trying to clean out my files right now. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. tapes from our radio shows. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea is maybe we need to find somebody who can start to transcribe this stuff so we can put it into a book. Because mm-hmm. there's, I mean, literally, I'm looking at your wall of, of the CDs and so forth. That's what our herb shelf looks like downstairs. Oh, wow. It's full because there's no one book. Mm-hmm. But we have at the store what we call our Remedy and Recipe recipe uh, book. And it's got these little bits and pieces of information we've been able to pick up mm-hmm. for any particular condition, some really oddball ones. Yeah. And every so often as you're reading through some of the material, you'll find this one little piece of information. And it only shows up once. Mm-hmm. But I write it down. We've got it recorded. 
somebody comes in, they got a question, boom, we can aim, aim them toward what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And do you think at some point, I mean, ha, are your radio shows already online? People can listen to or no. your No. Maybe at some point they're we'll all on putting tapes. them online. They're all on tape sitting on my shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said we, we got out of doing the radio programs. It just became too much. Mm-hmm. And we used to do, literally, we used to do programs. She'd be in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And we just hook up, and she would do um, the radio program from the living room. Mm-hmm. It ju- but it worked. It worked. I mean, th- that's the beauty of radio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, did she have her own radio show at one point, or no? <sighs> Sorta. Mm-hmm. Kathy holds the dubious distinction of being the longest-running guest on her own radio program. She could not do this. Mm-hmm. That, that, the that's, interview. that's not how it worked. Mm-hmm. I was the radio guy. Mm-hmm. So I would I would be running the board or I'd be asking the questions and so forth. And, and you know, hi, you're on with Kathy. Here we go. Mm-hmm. And ask her a question, she'll answer it. Mm-hmm. But to have her do it on her own? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. <laughs> that, was, that was not her job. So you were a duo. Okay. <laughs> um, now, did, did that radio experience uh, have an impact on the Herbarium store? Absolutely. Immediately. And in what ways? Immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first had her on the show back in 1980, mm-hmm. um, business went up 30%. Oh, wow. Because people was like, oh, this is, again, they, they could talk it. to her. Mm-hmm. They could get this information. And, and she is just such a genuine person mm-hmm. that they could have this one-to-one with them. And that's all she knew. She didn't think about the thousands of people who were listening. All she knew was the person she was talking to right then and there mm-hmm. and gave them their absolute individual focus. That was it. Mm-hmm. And that carried through. Uh, after I left that particular radio station, we bought our own time and went to other radio stations. We were on a 50,000 watt at one point. Mm-hmm. And we had people coming in from Syracuse because they heard the show. And they just wanted to see what we had and what what this all was about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, and sounds exciting. You know, after, like I said, since 1981 or 1980, this is what we've done. Mm-hmm. It seems like a, a perfect combo. You have your media, you have your store. You have your <laughs> it worked out very well. You know, it's it's. Promotion. I knew how to do this stuff. She knew how to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, mm-hmm. it became, plus, <laughs> being married helped. Right, right. Uh, now, I was curious, d- was uh, Herbarium modeled after another herbal no. store? Nope. And so it was, you had no, it was completely hers. It was completely hers. We have, if you come into the store, mm-hmm. we have this iconic wall of, it's a brick background, all the glass jars and barrels of the herbs. And uh, over the years, we found the right companies that had the organic stuff and the cleanest stuff we could find. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, at one point, I don't even know if it's still there, but at Bay State Medical, they have the patient's channel. Mm-hmm. And there's something in there saying, you know, if, if you have questions about herbs and so forth, we have uh, somebody on staff down in the uh, pharmacy that knows about this stuff. And the background to that is our wall, mm-hmm. which I think is just such Picture a kick. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's, it's just been this mixture. We have blends that Kathy created years ago for anything from arthritis and gout to lift your spirits, uh, anti-anxiety, and God knows in the past five years, that has become one of our biggest areas. Yeah, biggest seller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, and it's it's just literally 
the best thing I can say is the herbs talk to her. Mm-hmm. And she put these things together, and it's like, why did you do that? And she says, because it sounded right and it felt right, and there it is. Mm-hmm. And we continued with that same recipe, you know, mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, so a lot of people would question, you know, do herbs really work? Are they effective? <laughs> have you done any? Have you done any sort of experimenting to see? Or well, gathered information to think, think research. about this. Just think about this for one mm-hmm. minute. Mm-hmm. Three quarters of the world use the herbs mm-hmm. as their first choice. Right, first uh, line of def- yeah. defense. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, Asia, Africa, or Europe doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We have so many people coming from the old countries. Okay, they walk into the store. They know what we have they there. Right, and go right to it. you have places like the American Botanical Council, the Herb Research Foundation, that has all the scientific studies and evidence that you want to know mm-hmm. about the particular herbs. Right. Uh, here, case in point, hawthorn berry. Mm-hmm. Hawthorne is the pure cardiotonic. It does everything for the heart. It helps to strengthen the heart function. Mm-hmm. It helps to build new blood vessels. Mm-hmm. It lowers blood pressure the whole nine yards and this has been known mm-hmm. yeah, but it took science to do the studies to say oh yeah it works mm-hmm. no kidding there was something called the doctrine of signatures back in the 14 actually before that but essentially around the 14th century mm-hmm. and the idea there was that the creator gave people an idea of the use of the plant by its shape its color so forth Hawthorne is one of them. Hawthorne berries are brilliant blood red. Mm -hmm. And what do they do? They help the heart. They help the blood. Mm -hmm. And the birds, why is it there? Okay. The birds eat these things. There's nothing in there that helps the bird other than, you know, food. Mm -hmm. But there are compounds found in the Hawthorne berry that have specific function and effect on mammalian smooth tissue, i.e. heart muscle. Mm -hmm. Why is it there? Why is it there? Doesn't do the birds any good. It, it makes you start thinking. It mm-hmm. really makes you start thinking. So there's, there is tons of evidence mm-hmm. of the effectiveness of the herbs. They've been around for thousands of years. The only reason you and I or anybody else is here is because back 20 generations or more, somebody in the community, in the tribe, in the village, in the family mm-hmm. knew about these things. The wise woman, if you will. Um, and, and people were taught to know what the plant was because if something happened, if somebody was sick, you've got to know this. Mm-hmm. And it was passed on verbally and as, as science, if you will, uh, got going better or, or more efficiently, mm-hmm. things were written down. There was observation. If you think about Chinese medicine, it was considered ancient 2,500 years ago. Mm-hmm. Hello? And how many Chinese are there? Right. Something had to work. Yeah, and they're, and they're using it. Uh, exactly. You're listening to Farm to Fork on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM in Northampton. And we're talking with Jonathan Evans, owner of Herbarium in Chicopee, Massachusetts. Um, so, Jonathan, uh, you know, was the, actually, what is the competition like here in the Valley uh, in terms of herb stores and herbalists? Well, there's more and more people who are becoming herbalists, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's a couple of stores. There is uh, one in West Hampton. There's one in Springfield um, that do similar to what we do. And but they're mostly grocery store, and they do have some of the products. Mm-hmm. As as far as the background and how much information they have, we are unique because of Kathy's background as a nurse, mm-hmm. and because of the notations, because of the um, research that we have. That's the way we were trained with with a medical idea behind us, mm-hmm. as opposed to. Yeah, this is the hot product right now. You know, you have to have the RD7 turmeric to make sure it works and has to do this. No, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. We do not carry the hot product until we find out if it works. Mm-hmm. We get it tested. And many of the companies will ask for samples. We will give them to uh, certain customers and so forth that we know have that particular condition mm-hmm. and say, give us a report back. Mm-hmm. And when we hear the results, then we decide if we're going to carry something. So it's 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 evidence based, but it's we have to see practical application. You can give me all the studies in the world, but if my customer comes back and said didn't work, mm-hmm. guess what? I'm not carrying it. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's there's I don't want to say the product, but there's one particular product that is advertised greatly. It comes from jellyfish. Mm-hmm. Well, they offered it to us 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Didn't work. Now you can get it. At big box stores and you can get a drug stores it doesn't work mm-hmm. and if you watch that's my job i like watching the stupid commercials where you read the the fine print down below mm-hmm. and one of these products uh that they get oh i i had such improvement in my memory and it did this and it did the other thing and if you read down below the guy who's talking was in a sub group of the study that did not have any cognitive problem Hello. (laughs) And it's expensive. Mm -hmm. No, no. You got to do, you have to know where to do the research. You have to know the sites. You have to know the places like PubMed, Medline Plus, National Institute of Health, Mm -hmm. the American Botanical Council, the Herb Research Foundation, legitimate places to get the right information because there's a bunch of garbage out there. Mm -hmm. I can imagine. Uh, so how many people uh, does Herbarium employ, and, and what are their roles? Well, I'm the owner-manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, our daughter, Jessica, is kind of the office manager, and we have two part-timers who help us out with that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, again, it's a small group. It has always been a family, basically a, a family operation. Mm-hmm. Um, my stepdaughter had run the store for many, many years when Kathy went off to do her clinical aromatherapy. Mm-hmm. Um, Kathy's mom had worked originally in the store for many, many years. Everybody knew Franny. Mm-hmm. Um, when Kathy would come and do my radio show, my dad would go down. He was retired at that point. Mm-hmm. He would go down, run the store while Kathy was on the radio, mm-hmm. and my mother was taking care of the baby and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, you know, my sister-in-law. Uh, the kids literally grew up in the store. Mm-hmm. And like with uh, with our daughter, uh, when she was younger, it was kind of like, oh, I gotta go into the store now. And then she went out in the real world and said, these jobs stink. And why am I fighting being here 
here's something I know, here's something I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I basically put her in charge of, we have a metaphysical section, which we call the woo section. Mm-hmm. And that's her job. She takes care of that sort of thing from the smudge sticks to the stones and the crystals and the books. Yep, it's yours. Mm-hmm. Have a good time. <laughs> and I take care of the herbs and the supplements, and it works. It mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you imagine her taking over? No. She no. doesn't have the desire doesn't to do it. Okay. No, no, that's that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other two of our children, mm-hmm. um, my stepchildren, have gone off on their own uh, particular endeavors. Mm-hmm. Jessica was the last one, and yes, she has an interest, but not not to do what we're doing. Right. So she may she may branch off into her own little section at some point, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'd like to be able to find somebody who really has an interest in this. And be able to train them and, and get them to get involved, even though they're not family. It's like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I want somebody who really has the heart for yeah, this. Passion. So if someone's out there listening right now. Call me. You would say. Uh, call me. Call Herbarium. Yep. Talk to Jonathan. Yep. Get yourself uh, start the training. Uh, so was um, so what have the biggest uh, challenges of running Herbarium been, say, over the past five years? Supply. Yeah, supply, supply has been mm-hmm. supply has been awful. Mm. Um, between climate change mm-hmm. and some of the situations that we have with that, so there's you know there's flooding in one part of the world. There's droughts all over the place, mm-hmm. which is affecting the growing. Mm-hmm. And people have to understand, the plants grow in certain places at certain times, and it takes X amount of time. Mm-hmm. When we went into the pandemic and people were trying to do a lot of do-it-yourself sort of thing, the demand increased exponentially. Mm -hmm. Well, there's only so much raw material available that has to be done for shops like us that have the raw material, the the, the herbs themselves, loose, uh, the the production companies that are making the capsules and the tinctures and so forth. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if there's a 1,000 pounds of echinacea and there's 10,000 requests, Mm -hmm. guess what? There's going to be shortages. Shortage, yep. so the, and the and, price goes up. And you never know where it's going to come from. Mm-hmm. Some really bizarre situations. come. We had one situation. We couldn't get a certain multivitamin. Mm-hmm. Not because they didn't have the material. They didn't have caps for the bottle. Oh, which I ne- it, it's been an eye-opener through this whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. You would think, logically, if you make the bottle, <laughs> you make the cap. Right. No. Oh. Not now. Maybe now they are, but it, one company couldn't get us the product because they didn't have the right ink to make the label. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's it's a juggling act constantly. Mm-hmm. You put the order in. You it, it it's it's like playing roulette. You're praying that it's coming in, <laughs> and depending on the company, you could have a delay of of weeks. Uh, others, you get it, and then all of a sudden, it's not of it, and there's no explanation. Mm-hmm. There's just no rhyme or reason to what's going on so that has been the biggest challenge of getting the products that we need in the quantities that we need to take care of the demand of our customers Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so these are things that i mean with climate change i've been thinking more and more about greenhouses just because you can you know to more a bigger extent control the environment in there some of these things can't grow that way that's that's the interesting part Mm-hmm. Um, 
we say, just for example, one of our companies has organic farms all over the world. Mm-hmm. And they're coming from uh, particular countries. There are certain herbs that, for some reason, cannot be commercially grown mm-hmm. to any extent. I don't understand that at all, mm-hmm. but it's a fact of life. And some of these things are wild-crafted, which is fine, mm-hmm. but then people are also going out. I think there was a TV show about getting ginseng, mm-hmm. sangers, whatever they called them, um, which grows wild. And one of the things Kathy always taught was if you are foraging, A, obviously know what you're looking for, but you only take a third of the product. You leave the other two-thirds there Mm -hmm. to replenish itself and and such. When people are looking at a cash crop, they're ripping it all out, which means you got it now, it ain't going to be there later. Mm -hmm. Um, I know of a a batch up at the Kichi Gorge of American ginseng, Mm -hmm. and it's right off the path, Mm -hmm. and we were walking down the path, and it was it was just strange. One shaft of light came down through the trees and highlighted those plants. Mm-hmm. And they're about 30 feet off the road, wow. off the path, mm-hmm. and they're still there. Oh, wow. We yeah, maybe didn't tell anybody stuff. about them, and it's right. like, yes, that's where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to take a station break, but please stay with us because when we return, we'll continue our discussion with Jonathan Evans owner of Herbarium in Chicopee, Massachusetts. You're listening to Farm to Fork on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, an independent uh, nonprofit community-run station in Northampton, Massachusetts. The show streams on valleyfreeradio.org, where you can also find the program schedule and become involved with the station. Has anyone ever asked you, don't you have enough records? Adventure Rocket Ship is new and old indie pop, psych pop, post-punk, shoegaze, lots of chiming, jangly guitars and catchy melodies from both artists you know and obscure 7-inch singles from around the world. Adventure Rocket Ship, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11 p.m. on Valley Free Radio. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. FeedingAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Thank you, River Valley Co-op, for your support of Valley Free Radio. River Valley Co-op specializes in fresh, local, and organically grown foods, fresh produce, meat and seafood, cheese and dairy, bread and baked goods, and an in-house deli, along with a wide selection of bulk foods and a large selection of natural and organic grocery items. Owned by its customers, although everyone is welcome. Co-op ownership is not required. Open daily 8 to 10, 330 North King Street, Northampton. Phone 413-584-2665, rivervalleymarket.com. Co-op. Thank you, River Valley Co-op, for your support of free speech in the Pioneer Valley. This is Chocolate Thunder with Lama Lasagna on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, WXOJLP, Northampton. 
My name is Jessica, um, oh, rather, Sue Timberlake, sorry, co-host and show producer Mark Bove, joined me in the studio. We've been talking with Jonathan Evans, owner of Herbarium in Chicopee, Massachusetts. So, Jonathan, before the break, we were talking about uh, wild gathering mm -hmm. of herbs, and you mentioned um, your wife suggests leave a, th well, only take a third and exactly. leave two-thirds yep. there, but you're saying some people are just going in and ripping right. everything out, so... That's obviously affecting supply exactly. as well. Exactly. And and what's the status in terms of plants just becoming endangered? And there is a and then quite extinct. there is quite a list of mm. plants that are endangered species. Mm. And again, it's it's understandable. People are looking for a cash crop. Mm -hmm. They know the effectiveness of the herbs, um, and. You're, you're talking about people out in the villages, out in, I don't even know the right term, mm -hmm. but the, the, the natives, they need the money. Yeah. And it's not like they're working at Walmart or, or at, at, at some manufacturing place. Mm -hmm. They are out there harvesting. They're out there foraging. They know this is something that is needed or wanted by uh, a larger group. And so they're going to find it. Um, and maybe they don't understand. Perhaps, perhaps. Yeah, the, the and it, long, again, you know, you got you got a choice of feeding your family now, mm -hmm. or thinking of seven generations ahead as the Indians would. No, right. Yeah, what's you're going to feed them what's now. The choice, yeah. yeah. So it's and again, it's not all plants, but mm -hmm. there's an awful lot of the ones that are really um, endangered. Mm -hmm. That it, the knowledge is coming. Okay, and the awareness is coming, but the damage has been done, and now we're doing catch-up work to try and do this. So um, th there are farms that are not specifically like the greenhouses we were discussing before, mm -hmm. but there are areas that they're trying to keep as wild as possible and help restore the, the uh, crop amount. Right, so like and conservation land type type of uh, situation, sort of maybe. Thing, yeah, or even managed farms, but mm -hmm. in in very specific areas and very specific regions. So mm -hmm. uh, they're working on it, and please God, uh, it'll continue. Mm -hmm. So are there certain herbs that you will not sell at your store because they're so endangered, or uh, we limit mm -hmm. only because I mean some of them I've stopped. I've started. I've stopped pricing them mm -hmm. because they're needed and they've gotten so expensive. Mm -hmm. it, it's something is, well, here's one, vanilla beans, right. okay? Mm -hmm. Which a lot of folks want vanilla beans. We used to get them like, you know what a catalpa tree looks like, the beans on that? That's what they used to look like, big Dark brown, oily, beautiful things, cheap. Mm -hmm. Well, Madagascar has had horrendous problems with their climate mm -hmm. and with weather situations. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of other places in the world. The last batch that I saw available are about four inches long, not very oily, mm -hmm. and terribly expensive. I won't carry them. Mm -hmm. I cannot justify, mm -hmm. seriously, I cannot justify charging somebody for that mm -hmm. when we used to be able to offer you something so much better 
really vanilla is not like life sustaining. Right, life or death. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Get get the extract, whatever the case may be, or as I said, there's, there's certain things like that. I, I just cannot charge people mm-hmm. what the price is. And when it comes to some of the other herbs, such as like golden seal, mm-hmm. which is extremely expensive, mm-hmm. um, we've set a price. And I'm not going any farther than that because people need it. Mm-hmm. And that's a good enough price. We'll, we'll, we'll do fine there. So it's it, it depends on the it depends on the plant it depends on what's going on with that. Um, right now, there's a shortage of ginger. Oh, right. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But again, you got to wait for the darn root to grow. That's right. it. And the prices uh, we're we're I was looking at uh, ginger oil, mm-hmm. which we use aromatherapically um, as an inhaler, mm-hmm. because uh, safer. Uh, chemotherapy for cancer patients for pregnant women mm-hmm. morning sickness ginger is fabulous mm-hmm. to help settle the stomach mm-hmm. but if you're puking you're not going to be drinking tea or trying to take a capsule or something chewable sliced ginger mm-hmm. ginger oil as an inhaler mm-hmm. has the same effect which can settle the stomach that's the part of the aromatherapy thing it, it, it happens cool. up when the brain goes down but the last price I saw for a four-ounce bottle of ginger oil, essential oil, my cost, mm-hmm. $250. That's insane. Wow. That is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. So, again, we're waiting for hopefully the weather patterns change. Hopefully the growing areas uh, are able to recover. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully demand maybe drops a bit. But ginger is, is something that is used all yeah, over the world and for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. So it's it's crossing your fingers and, and hoping for the best. True, true. Uh, so, Jonathan, what would you say the secret um, is to the success of Herbarium Store? Service. Good customer service. Service, knowledge, mm-hmm. the caring. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a reputation not only with the customers but with the medical community because my wife is a nurse, mm-hmm. has been a nurse for 50-plus years, and we don't knock the medical establishment. We work with them. This is not alternative medicine. This is complementary medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said before, Doug Higby from, from the Bay State Medical came to her. That was major back then. It still is. Oh, yeah. So the reputation that we have for honesty, for integrity, for our knowledge about the products and the quality of the products we've been able to find Mm -hmm. and the personal service. Uh, People will come in, they'll bring me something they bought online or whatever, and I say, bring it in. I'll look at it. If it's good, I'll tell you. If it's not, I'll tell you. Mm -hmm. And people depend on that. They know we're going to be honest with them. It's like, okay, you bought that, you know, at ABC store. Yeah, that's fine. No problem. This one, not so much. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what people have come to trust for this for after 44 years, now in our 45th year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to do something right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so do you have a sense of the mentality of the store's customer base, whether you know primarily Western medicine leaning or traditional herbalism leaning? And has that shifted over the last 10 years? All of the above. Okay. We have... Um, we have people who are into TCM, traditional Chinese medicine, mm-hmm. which we have some of the herbs, not a great deal, 
And if that happens, I refer them to a place that specializes it uh, up in uh, Greenfield. If it's Ayurvedic, we have some of those herbs. Uh, our, our thought has always been we are Western people. We use Western herbs. That's what we, our, our bodies are accustomed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you have a problem with Chinese herbs. Unless you really have a good study of that, mm-hmm. it depends on the dialect. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the name may sound the same, but I've, I've got lists of names in Cantonese and in Sichuan and so forth. It's the same pro. It's the same plant, but I'll be darned if I can figure out which one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So we leave that to somebody who specializes in that. Mm-hmm. With us, it's okay. the Western herbs, and then you have the problem of people coming in saying, "I want cotton root." Mm-hmm. E- what is that? Mm-hmm. Or snake root? Mm-hmm. I need the Latin name to be able to track to make sure I'm getting you the right product you're looking for. There's a lot of common names. Mm-hmm. Which one is it? Mm-hmm. So we, we try and get that as accurate as we can. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got people who are now studying herbalism, if you will, herbology, herbalism. There's been a great increase in that. We've got the old people who, um, again, from the old country, who want the plants. That's what they know. That's what they're comfortable with. No problem. We've got younger people learning about it. We, we, we cover the gamut. We cover the entire range. In some cases, we've got families, four generations, who have been coming to us. Mm-hmm. You know, Grandma knew about it. Auntie told them about it. Mama got it. The child now comes with their children. Mm-hmm. It's kind of neat to be able to see that kind of generational exchange of, of people learning about this and, and getting into it. Mm-hmm. So it's... It's a challenge, and it's a pleasure every morning to go to work because you never know what's coming. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that you sell the plants? No, no, dried plants. Oh, okay. So, so there we, we well, you know, at, at certain times of the year, yes, in the spring, we will have some of the live plants for people who want to do that. We'll get them from some of the local uh, gardens and, and uh, greenhouses. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, lavenders and some of the culinary plants, if people want to grow their own. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks, you know, I just want to be able to get the herb. And the nice thing that we have is, and I've, I've done this, I've gone to the store, we've done this for years, compared the prices of what we offer, which we have a, a big turnover. So our stuff is pretty darn fresh yeah. uh, compared to something you got in the canister mm-hmm. that is sitting there. And if you compare the prices, you can save anywhere from 50 to 300%. Yeah. And I, I've actually had people come in saying, there's something wrong with your fennel seeds. I said, like, what? It's like, well, they're greenish-yellow. It's like, yeah, that's the color. Mm-hmm. No, no, mine are gray. It's <laughs> like, that's the problem. <laughs> right. Dump out gray. your old stuff, refill with something fresh. You're going to use less. Mm-hmm. The flavor is there. It's, it's a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. Plus, the major companies... Uh, who I will not name, but everybody knows them, when you get them in the containers, Mm -hmm. those are irradiated. They have been irradiated, and they don't have to tell you that. Mm -hmm. Irradiation means they've been exposed to gamma rays. The idea there was it's supposed to kill any uh, insects and and so forth. Uh, The problem with it is it causes changes in the plant itself or the spice itself they create things called unique radiolytic products, mm-hmm. which are have been shown to be precancerous. Mm-hmm. 
but they don't have to tell you this. Mm-hmm. And that goes back quite a few years when they were supposed to be showing you this pretty flower with rays coming off it. That was their signal that it was irradiated. They didn't want to tell people that because they were afraid it would it would concern the consumer. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. it would oh, concern me so. too. <laughs> So, Jonathan, do Western doctors learn about herbs and nutritional supplements during med- medical school today or these days? No. No, still no. Still no. Okay. no. Um, again, I'm not here to knock doctors. Never. Okay? They saved my life. Give me a break. They saved my daughter's life, mm-hmm. uh, my, my stepson's life. Yeah. We, we do not knock that. But the medical schools teach something like four hours of nutrition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, not anything that I would be excited about. Mm-hmm. There are doctors who have shown an interest, and uh, to their credit, um, and uh, I have a couple of my own doctors who they know what I do for a living, and I've brought them information mm-hmm. about some of these things, and they've asked me, saying, you know, we really don't know that much about it. I've given them sites to check, mm-hmm. uh, give them some of the literature that we have available to people, and told them about certain brands, if you will, that if, because they know their patients are using the herbs and the supplements, they don't know which ones are good or bad, so I I would be able to supply them with names of the particular companies and so forth that uh, would be something that you could be comfortable with. They're not the cheapo stuff that's found down at the dollar store sort of situation. Mm -hmm. There are doctors who have seen the... Uh, improvements in their patients Mm -hmm. and have asked for more information on us. We had one fellow, I don't want to take up too much time, but we had one fellow who was a Vietnam vet, Mm -hmm. uh, Agent Orange. He was an ex-paratrooper. He was in bad, bad shape. When when Billy would come in, he he looked like a pumpkin. He was orange. Mm -hmm. His liver was just shot. We put him on milk thistle, which is the preeminent herb to use for, for the liver. Mm-hmm. Within three to six months, his wife called me on the phone screaming, what did you do to Billy? And it's like, <laughs> it's not the way you want to hear this. It's like, what happened? She was, she was crying. His liver function had become very close to normal. It, it improved, and the doctor said, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I gave him literature, and that doctor, who's actually local, mm-hmm. uh, now hands out that information to his patients because he saw what an improvement something as simple as milk thistle could do for this man's condition and for his liver. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of guy I like. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the fear sometimes is doctors figure, I'm a doctor, and I'll just look it up, and I know something about it. Well, you don't. And the weird part is, and here's a little cosmic joke, regular doctors cannot, to my understanding, cannot recommend herbs mm-hmm. because that would be practicing naturopathic medicine without a license, right. even though naturopathic medicine is illegal in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. But if you as the patient say, you know, doc, I, I really want to use some of these natural products, if you open the door and he has some knowledge of it, mm-hmm. then he can say, well, I understand that this might be helpful and, and so forth. So it's this funny little game that has to be played. Mm-hmm. But the information is coming out. People are learning more about it. Some of the doctors are paying attention to this, mm-hmm. which, is, which is fabulous. Mm-hmm. And when you have doctors, say, from Europe, from Asia, 
from Africa, they're already familiar with plants. Mm-hmm. To them, it's not a big deal. So they're much more open. Mm-hmm. So I, I see it as an improvement. Mm-hmm. And I, I seriously doubt you're going to see this in medical school. Right. But once they get out there and, and become their doctors, now they're free to gather this information and to be able to have it available to their patients. And I think mm-hmm. that's, that's a win-win all the way around. Uh, you're listening to Farm to Fork on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM in Northampton. And we're talking with Jonathan Evans, owner of Herbarium uh, in Chicopee, Massachusetts. So, Jonathan, there is a disclaimer statement at the bottom of one of the website, your mm-hmm. website pages that says, the FDA has not evaluated the statements on this website. No claims are made by Herbarium as to the medicinal value of any product. Mm -hmm. The customer is responsible for understanding the safe application of these products. Use of any or all of the products is not a substitute for professional medical advice. So Mm -hmm. when a new customer comes into uh, the store Herbarium, what are the steps that you take to guide them around the store? Well, we do not diagnose, we do not prescribe. Mm -hmm. Somebody comes in, they have to have a diagnosis. They sit there and say, okay, I have this particular situation. Mm -hmm. We have a rack, we have several racks of free information and literature with information about particular conditions, particular herbs, and so forth. Mm -hmm. So we can guide them to that. We can give them, if if they want more information, we can give them some of the websites to check, like I said, WebMD, Medline Plus, NIH, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And they can do their own research. Or they can come in and say, here's my diagnosis. We give them the information. And then we can discuss it with them. I can tell them about what these herbs can do, what they can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, would this be something that might uh, conflict with the medication they're on or whatever? Mm-hmm. It, it's always, you need to tell your doctor you're using this right. because some of these herbs can have major changes and improvements in certain conditions. Uh, say blood sugar. We've got, we have several herbs that are used and have been used for centuries, uh, different formulas and so forth that can lower the blood pressure or uh, the blood sugar. You've got to be checking yourself. You've mm-hmm. got to let your doctor know what you're doing because if you're on uh, a, a particular medication, he has to be aware of this so they can control how much you're using, watch the improvement, and be able to monitor this. Right, and alter the, your do- exactly. dosage. Yeah, right. exactly. And we do have some doctors who are into this enough that we, we had one lady who uh, was using a blood thinner, mm-hmm. but she wanted to use ginkgo, which has a blood thinning effect. Mm-hmm. And her doctor was good enough that said, okay, we'll check this. And he kept lowering the dosage of the medication mm-hmm. as she increased the use of the ginkgo. He was able to keep an eye on this. The beauty part was the ginkgo helped to thin the blood, but it also strengthened the blood vessels mm-hmm. as opposed to the medication she was on, which was destroying her blood vessels and she was bruising you know all she do is bang like this and she's got a black and blue mark half of her hand mm-hmm. so it there is the information and there are the doctors who are paying attention to this who really are focused on they're not involved in i don't want my my patient taking pills i want my patient to do better with their particular condition mm-hmm. and god love them for it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's great uh so are there uh, certain herbs and nutritional supplements that you tend to gravitate toward because they tend to be reliable yeah. across the board? And, absolutely. 
uh, what are they called and how do they help? Again, for uh, blood pressure, mm-hmm. Hawthorne, magnesium, right off the bat, coenzyme Q10, mm-hmm. cholesterol, Google, which is an Ayurvedic herb, um, polycosinol, mm-hmm. Reggie's rice. They've shown their efficacy, mm-hmm. and we've seen the results, and people have been able to reduce or get off of some of their medications using these particular supplements. Mm-hmm. So it, it depends on the condition. Arthritis, mm-hmm. um, gout, God help me. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember having an attack of gout in my younger days. Mm-hmm. They gave me some medication. I passed out. And the next time they gave me, the last thing I remember is I took it, and all I remember is my father slapping me in the face trying to wake me up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Obviously, I couldn't use this, and my knees were killing me. Mm-hmm. Um, this is before I knew my wife. Mm-hmm. Found out about the herbs. She showed me which ones were good. And at the time, I was taking classes at UMass, and I had to go from the SBA to the Grad Rex building across in the middle of winter. Mm. And my knees were bandaged i couldn't get to class once i started using the herbs like my knees work again the Mm -hmm. pain's gone Mm -hmm. and i'm not passing out (laughs) it's it's amazing to see what some of these plants can do Mm -hmm. and so simple Mm -hmm. so simple uh well jonathan we have about a minute left uh so are there any last minute factoids you want to throw out your website address or any other tidbits you can find us. The uh, website is theherbarium.com. Mm-hmm. And um, if you want to email us, we are at herbarium258 at gmail.com. Call us at 413-598-8119. Or stop at the store at 264 Exchange Street in Chicopee Center. Mm-hmm. We're open Monday through Saturday, 930 to 5, Saturdays until 4. And uh, we're always there to answer questions. That's great. Sounds, yeah, sounds like a great story. Um, we'd like to thank our guest, Jonathan Evans, owner of Herbarium in Chicopee, Massachusetts. You may find additional information about Farm to Fork on Valley Free Radio's website, valleyfreeradio.org. Our theme song, Sometimes I Wonder Where My Food Comes From, was written by Scraggly Dan and the Stragglers for this Farm to Fork show program, a radio program, and performed by artists. This Farm to Fork show will re-air this Thursday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m., if you missed a recent show, you can find a recording of it at farmtofork.pinecast, that's P-I-N-E-C-A-S-T dot C-O. There's a new show on the airwaves called Radio Liquidator with host Robin Adams. You can check it out here on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM on Sundays at 1 p.m. And enjoy a musical collection of floor shakers, heartbreakers, dubbed greasers, and lovemakers. If it's got a groove, it's on Radio Liquidator. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for Twilight's Poetry Pub with host Tommy Twilight.